Good evening. Today is Wednesday, the 22nd of January, 2020, and our readings for this evening are Psalm 119, verses 25 through 48, and the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 22 through 36. If I'm a little disrupted, I've got company tonight. My dog Rush is here with me. So uh, bear with me as he's a little exuberant from having been by himself most of the day and is glad to have company. So our, our evening prayer this evening includes all of creation, <laughs> or at least a good representation thereof. Almighty, everlasting God, let our prayer in your sight be as incense, the lifting up of our hands as the evening sacrifice. Give us grace to behold you present in your word and sacraments, and to recognize you in the lives of those around us. Stir up in us the flame of that love which burned in the heart of your Son as he bore his passion, and let it burn in us to eternal life and to the ages of ages. Amen. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, so that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living God in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, creator, incarnate, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Psalm 119, verses 25 through 48. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. 
Put false ways far from me, and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your ordinances before me. I cling to your decrees, O God. Let me not be put to shame. I run the way of your commandments, for you enlarge my understanding. Teach me, O God, the way of your statutes, and I will observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Turn my heart to your decrees and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at vanities. Give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise, which is for those who fear you. Turn away the disgrace that I dread. For your ordinances are good. See, I have longed for your precepts, and your righteousness give me life. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then shall I have an answer for those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your ordinances. I will keep your law continually, forever and ever. I shall walk at liberty, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your decrees before kings, and shall not be put to shame. I find my delight in your commandments, because I love them. I revere your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is her name. She has mercy on those who fear her in every generation. She has shown the strength of her arm. She has scattered the proud in their conceit. She has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. She has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich she has sent away, sent away empty. She has come to the help of her servant Israel, for she has remembered her promise of mercy, the promise she made to our fathers and mothers, our forebears, to Abraham and Sarah and their children forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John chapter 3, verse, verses 22 through 36. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside. And he spent some time there with them and baptized. 
John also was baptizing at Anon near Selim because water was abundant there. And people kept coming and were being baptized. John, of course, had not yet been thrown into prison. Now a discussion about purification arose between John's disciples and a Jew. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you testified, here he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, No one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, who stands and hears him, rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. For this reason my joy has been fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard yet no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted his testimony has certified this, that God is true. He whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Creator loves the Son and has placed all things in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but must endure God's wrath. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I believe in God, the Creator Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, their only Son, our God. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Creator. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your queendom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the queendom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, 
your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that they may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth, through Jesus Christ, our God, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness through the mercies of Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Now is a great time to pause the recording, spend some time in silent reflection, offer up personal prayers, or whatever you feel called by the Spirit to do. I would like to offer up prayers of protection this is a simple one, but it's something that I forget to do and I was reminded by a friend about today. Let's pray the full armor of God that we can stand strong against the wiles and snares and traps and wounds of the enemy. We put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. We strap on the shoes of peace. We take up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. And we will pray at all times in your might, Lord Jesus Christ. For we know that through you, victory is already claimed. And so in your name, we claim your victory and your peace that surpasses all understanding. And we cast far from us the fear, the doubt, the hurt, and the pain of the enemy. We claim the joy and peace of the Holy Trinity, Creator, Word Incarnate, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm extremely thankful myself for today. I am at the moment just taking 
a breath to be awed by the blessing of relationship. I, I have six close friends that I can turn to in, in a time of need and talk to at extremely deep spiritual levels, um, cry out to, vent to, and receive love from. And I am blessed beyond measure in this. When I add to that the greatest blessing of my life, my son, who <laughs> I admit am admittedly biased, but I believe is a very exceptional young man. I, I am just overflowed. This is blessing beyond measure. And I want to just take a minute and thank God for this. And I have to tell you that if you are in a time and place where you feel lonely, know that you are not alone. God is with you. And God is sending you what the Irish call Anamkaras, soul friends. We don't know what all our soul friends have to travel through to meet us where we are, but they are coming. Rest assured, dear ones. Thank you, thank you, God, for my soul friends and my son and the folks who pray with me now who join their voices across the airwaves in this podcast. I am so incredibly thankful. These relationships are valued beyond all measure. And there was definitely a time in my life when I despaired of having close and healthy relationships like this. So I am very thankful. Now, on to the discussion of this evening's readings. And I'm, I'm still, I haven't gotten any feedback from you guys yet, um, and I guess it may be a little early days for that, about what you think of the new format where we say both morning and evening prayer, but we split up the readings between the two in the traditional way where we have psalms at both, different psalms, and Hebrew scripture and New Testament in the morning and the gospel reading in the evening. Let me know what you think and if that is helpful for you, if it's better to, you know, just let me know what you think about it. So Psalm 119. I want to read you what my commentary says about this. Psalm 119 is not connected to a specific situation. Relying on poetic art alone, acrostic form, interplay of synonyms of Torah, and great length, the psalm is one long petition to live one's entire life in accord with God's word. The psalmist is portrayed as longing for God's word, wearied from not having it, nourished by it, stirred by the prospect of the life it contains. As if to underline the importance of key concepts, the Hebrew word for God's steadfast love, hesed, 
occurs seven times, and the word for servant occurs occurs twice times seven, 14 times. Seven often indicates completeness and rightness. Even with all that I imagine must get lost in translation from Hebrew to modern English, there is just such an innate beauty to this psalm and not just the form, but also the imagery in it. The, some of the first verses we read tonight, my soul clings to the dust, revive me according to your word. That's so appropriate for this season of epiphany that um, we find ourselves who come from dust and to dust we shall return, you know, which is a little bit of a foreshadowing of Lent, I think. Um, struggling to rise up from from the dust from which we're made and God does that for us God revives us right we've, we've been talking about um, epiphany as um, God revealing God's self to us and I think also as part of that is the awakening and we've been talking about that through the epiphany season too so reviving us from the dust, um, you know, and I think there's imagery there too about living water and dust, you know, makes like clay and we are molded as clay by God. So there's just really rich imagery there, I think. And, and it also speaks to me in a time where, you know, man, I, I had a moment this morning where I just felt like curling up in a ball in the corner and just giving up really. And, and so I can understand, you know, my soul clings to the dust and yet God revives me. God sends the life that I need. God is the life that I need. Um, I probably don't need to wax on about that a whole lot longer, huh? (laughs) I was also struck by verse 34, where the psalmist asks for understanding to keep God's law and observe it with their whole heart. And I think that's so important because it's not about the letter of the law. It's about the heart and soul of the law. And it's about having God's word inscribed on our hearts. And so this deep understanding is what I think we really need to seek. Not, not the surface, but the depth of God's statutes, because it is, it is through love for God and living out that love that we follow God's will, not by, I don't want to say like the red tape or the bonds of the law, but but not by like a shell of the law, not by like empty statutes. I think we need that full and robust understanding, including context, and we need our whole hearts in it. We need to be acting out of love, and that's when it sticks, so to speak, or that's when it becomes part of us, part of our life's rhythm. And I think that 
that we can write on our hearts some of the other verses. Let me pray a few of the other verses kind of just strung together for us. Turn away the disgrace that we dread, God, for your ordinances are good. Your righteousness gives us life. Your steadfast love comes to us. Your salvation according to your promise, O God. We shall walk at liberty and not be put to shame. We revere and love your commandments. We meditate on your statutes. We remember your word, which gives us hope. This is our comfort, even in our distress, that your promise gives us life. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now, our gospel reading. This is one that we've, we've read and talked about before, friends. And this is, this is the progression right through Epiphany. So God, um, or Jesus was revealed as God's son when, when Jesus was baptized. And God spoke and said, this is my son with whom I am well, pre- well pleased. Here, John affirms that and in affirming Christ also affirms himself as a follower of Christ yet going before. I know that sounds like a a little bit of a a conundrum. Um, A harbinger of Christ is maybe the better word for it. And I think that the message here, John's testimony, is just really beautiful that John rejects as my commentary says, rejects the idea of a competing movement with Jesus. What an important lesson for us. And I know we can all like stop and say, well, yeah, it'd be really easy to like seed precedence to Jesus. It's Jesus after all, right? And to not compete with Jesus. But I would argue that there is that of Jesus in each of us. And when we cease competing with each other and instead lift up that is, which is of God in each of us, whether that is the Holy Spirit speaking through someone or a God-given talent or gift, like these are, these are all manifestations of the Spirit. And and even in the most unlikely places, we can be struck by competition and jealousy and all these other tools of the enemy that get in between and may God clear all that out and just allow us or create for us the space to be joyful for each other and thankful for the gifts and the timing, you know, and sometimes we're the groundbreakers and sometimes we're the next generation walking over that broken ground and even further. May we delight each of us in our place and role and mission of this particular season right where we are just as john did and let us even further as 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 john did be awed by the incredible honor of being a messenger of god's glory being a conduit of the holy spirit as we've talked about before And definitely, 
let's remember that two things I think we really need to hold on from here in addition to what we've already talked about. In verse 27 where John says, no one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. All of creation comes from heaven, all gifts, all power, all that is good in each of us. It is not ours. It comes from God. It belongs to God, just as we belong to God. And secondly, in verse 34, he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the spirit without measure. It is not meted out. It is not doled out. It is not um, distributed in um, by any sort of measurement at all. It is poured out without end upon all of us who seek God and cooperate with God for God's purpose. So you don't get more or less than I do. And your abundance does not in any way deplete what is left for me. There is no scarcity of the Holy Spirit, of God's blessing. It is abundant and overflowing and without end. And I think actually that that's what I have to say about that. Um, Thank you. I I think actually I have one more thing to say and um, this is somewhat related to the gospel readings one of my dear friends one of those key six that I was telling you about earlier um, reminded me of a quote today and I don't know who said it but I do think it's true a joy shared is doubled a sorrow or burden shared is halved we are meant this for each other like that's God's math When we share joy with each other, when we share in each other's joy, it increases. When we share each other's burdens, the burdens decrease. And I know that's a super simple thing, but I think it's aligned with everything that we've been talking about. So I just kind of wanted to leave you with that. Thank you. Almighty God creator of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. 
Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.